0: Welcome to News Du Jour. You may be wondering, why am I, Annie Bowles, here hosting this podcast? I usually start by telling people I'm a political baby. You see, my parents met working on Capitol Hill. By the time I was two, I had been in my first political commercial and even got lost crawling around the West Wing. Don't worry, Al Gore found me. My family then moved abroad when I was nine, and I attended an international school in Brussels with kids from all over the world, and it is this type of global perspective that I also bring to our show. I graduated from American University in D.C. after studying political science and art history, as well as interning on both sides of Capitol Hill. I even interned down the hall from where my parents met. I'm now pursuing a professional certificate in journalism at NYU in conjunction with Rolling Stone magazine. I guess I was always that friend in the group who cared deeply about not just what was going on politically, but also globally. I often kept my own friends informed through high school and into young adulthood. So I guess I've always done a version of this show I'm genuinely passionate about following the news, and I'm here to break it down for you guys every weekday. We always strive to be a calmer space to get your news, or as one listener put it, like getting your news from a well-informed bestie. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Thank you for bearing with me. I totally forgot that MLK Day was coming up, and I needed to remind you guys that we close bank holidays. If you are a daily diver, if you've been here since day one, you know I produce this show and host it all by myself five days out of the week. So I do need breaks from time to time to just check out from the news for a minute. And so any day that the banks are closed, we won't have an episode. I will be taking the day off. So I really just appreciate you guys. And if you're you know ever not seen an episode and you're curious what's going on you can always check on our social media and we will have updates for you guys there keeping you posted every step of the way so today we have three stories and as promised we are going to be diving deep into the case that South Africa is bringing against Israel but first we have to discuss the Iowa caucuses So, Iowa began caucusing yesterday. So, what the heck is a caucus? Well, Iowans do parts of their elections differently. A lot of states have their own little, you know, rules and guidelines when it comes to elections. Instead of individually voting for Republican primaries, groups of Republicans will essentially meet in church basements and school gyms and wait for it. Discuss who they want to vote for for president. Mind blowing, huh? Who can discuss much of anything anymore, am I right? Each candidate will have one person in the caucus that will essentially present the case for each candidate, making a speech and, you know, the best arguments for that candidate. Some of the candidates even will show up at these caucuses to kind of pitch themselves last minute and you know they tend to show up in what they consider to be key areas. From there the people will then tally up who supports who and choose a candidate for their caucus. At the time that I'm recording this there are no official results released yet online but my phone is blowing up with CNN and NBC and lots of other news outlets that have projections showing Donald Trump's win in the state of Iowa so I you know I don't know that that's official yet but I will definitely keep you guys posted on our Instagram tomorrow so without further ado I wanted to get into the case that South Africa is bringing against Israel accusing them of genocide so South Africa filled out an 84 page application the UN international courts, accusing Israel of committing genocide against the people of Gaza. They are also bringing charges for the widespread displacement of Gazans and the destruction of their homes. This filing additionally asked for a ceasefire while the court proceedings play out. This question has been absolutely central, as you guys know, to the discussion of Israel's war whether it is a war. Now, it's important to note that all of this violence began on October the 7th, when Israel herself was attacked by people who can only be described as terrorists. Rape, torture, mutilation of children, and mass murder of civilians has been live-streamed via GoPros for the world to see. There is no question that Israel was brutally attacked. But what the court will be looking at is how she chose to respond. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, or maybe the most important thing, is burden of proof. So let's talk about the burden of proof in this case. That's what needs to be proved in order for the court to convict Israel of genocide. An expert for NPR spoke on the subject of burden of proof in this case. And he said that it all really hangs on intent. What was the intention of Israel's attacks? It seems likely to me that when these court proceedings play out, that they will look at specifics of Israel's battle plans and why they felt it was necessary to take out entire neighborhoods. According to CNBC, the definition of genocide for this court is, quote, acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part, a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group, end quote. So that is the line in the sand, the intent. Israel has said since the beginning that they have been targeting Hamas fighters, and now they will have the chance to defend that in front of the world and walk through their thought process. Because no matter how you look at it, There has been an extreme loss of civilian lives here. From what they've said, the South African argument is really that Israel had every right to respond after the brutality of the October 7th attacks, but that the attack was disproportionate and an excuse to try and kill Gaza's civilians. They believe that the war was, quote, intended to bring about the destruction of a substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial, and ethnic group. End quote. And they will now have to make that case in court again before the world. And Israel will show whatever evidence they may have that proves that with each of these enormous bombings, that they have the intent to rid the world of Hamas and not civilians. Israel has obviously denied the allegations, and representatives have even said that the allegations are ironic and offensive, given that Hamas has made no qualms about the fact that they want to kill all Jews for their ethnic and religious background. U.S. representatives such as John Kirby have also criticized the lawsuit, calling it, quote, meritless, end quote. Now, it's important to note that international law does, of course, allow for a state to defend itself. So that is likely the legal route that Israel will go. They will try and connect the dots between the death toll in Gaza and their mission to eradicate Hamas. Whether the evidence is there or not is what we are gonna be watching for. What we do know is that Hamas attacked them, and that Hamas likes to deliberately hide behind civilians. So this will certainly be a complicated case, not one that is easy to prove, and I'm definitely interested in following the evidence. This will be a chance for the world to really sit down and look at all of what has transpired, and decide whether or not this has been a genocide against the Palestinian people, or a war against Hamas. And follow that evidence of where Hamas was and how Israel was choosing to pursue them. Experts say, though, that this will not be happening quickly. So this is one one thing I wanted to set the expectations on. It may take years for this case to make its way through the court system. This is not something they're going to like turn around in the next few weeks. But according to CNBC, they are considering the provisional measures, such as calling for a ceasefire while the case plays out in international court. So I will be sure to keep you guys posted on this very important story Even if it's just small movements, you'll hear about them here. And for our final story today, I wanted to let you guys know that Lloyd Austin is home. So Lloyd Austin has officially been released from the hospital following his health scare and subsequent scandal. He was in the hospital for a total of two weeks to treat complications from treatments for prostate cancer. Military members are pretty tight-lipped in general, but many think that him keeping this medical emergency a secret actually broke the rules or at least the guidelines of his position because, after all, he is a public-facing official as well as the head of the U.S. military. He does need to at least let someone stand in for him if he's in the ICU or otherwise unavailable due to medical necessity. For example, while he was in the hospital, the U.S. carried out two separate attacks on the Houthi rebels. So leaders in Congress on both sides of the aisle have been critical of this secrecy. We will definitely let you guys know if there is anything further to report on this in regards to, you know, any type of punishment or any type of consequences for these actions or lack thereof. Luckily, his team has said that his treatment is advancing well and he is making excellent progress. And at the end of the day, that is what matters most. So our thoughts are with him and I hope he's feeling better soon. And that for today, you guys, is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, One of the greatest mistakes you can make is constantly being afraid to make one. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media and that is also linked in our show notes you can follow us on social media at Newsdujour podcast on both instagram and tiktok you can follow my personal account at its annie bowls on both platforms as well any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup he has a little separation anxiety and always records with me we appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from. Oh. Oh.